You're listening to Kelly and Steve, and this is Coupled with Chaos. 90 Day Fiance, Season 10, Episode 13, To Love and Cherish. Now you know why I don't like to use public bathrooms. <laughs> How right. in the world? What are they... What are they doing? It's ridiculous. It's so childish and immature. It's past childish. It's irresponsible. I mean... What would even lead you to go, okay, we've been fighting. Let's go do it now. And let's do it in a public bathroom. Where everybody can hear us. Like, I have to do it now. What's (laughs) the motivation to go, I feel like we need to do it now? Yeah, it was her idea. Yeah, let's go. So, I'm guessing... She's like, you have to come with me. This is at some kind of level that I think you and I maybe can't comprehend. Yeah. That she has some kind some of... Some kind of issue. Yeah, it would be... Um, Whether it's an insecurity about being, I don't know, rejected or... I don't know. Yeah, this is just something I wouldn't expect from It's adults. kind of like her reasoning in the back of her mind, although she doesn't say it out loud, is... Okay, we're fighting, so I need you to show me physically, really quickly, that you still love me. Yeah, very quickly. That was very quick. (laughs) This is... Honestly, it didn't even sound like fun. (laughs) It sounded like an abrasion (laughs) was happening. Maybe they were just cleaning in there. It sounded like they Rabbits. could have been scrubbing the floor. Right. Maybe they weren't actually doing it. Is that entirely possible? I don't know with these two. I don't get it. I, I can tell you when I'm out in public, I would rather, and I know I don't, I'm not susceptible to like infections like a female is, right? It is yeah. different. Can I get a bladder infection like that? Uh, from... Not going to the bathroom. No, not like a woman. Right, okay. You have the science. I trust you on that. Yeah. Um, well, the whole thing about why it's easier for women to get UTIs than men is because of the distance of the ureter. Because yours is long. Who? It has a long way to get to your bladder. Okay. Ours is short. So if bacteria is introduced there, it doesn't have far to travel. All right. That's the science behind it. Whoa, it's like science and podcasting all at the same time. This is super. Reality TV with some science. Since you asked. Let's throw in some true crime and we're there. (laughs) She's 32 years old. Yeah. He's 34. I don't want to just give her all the blame. Because he's there too. Yeah, this is just weird to me, but okay. At some point. One of the two of these people needs to be an adult. She chooses to be an adult only when it comes to money. And that's it. Yeah, pretty much. She said his family has to wait. And and this whole thing of having him sit on the couch while she's not even home holding a rock to his heart. (laughs) As he called it. He said, I'm just going to do what she says or she might hit me with the rock. He's just sitting there watching soccer. It's a crystal. So that's fine, right? <laughs> so, I mean, he, he, it's where he wants to be anyway. Yeah. So it's probably he not gets, so bad. He gets brownie points for their next escapade if he's still holding the rock when she comes in. <laughs> that's it. We tape it to my hand. <laughs> go throw it somewhere. 
his family just has to wait. And yeah. for me, it's because they're going to Florida for a wedding. Right. You and know, that's and his friend. whole point is we don't need to spend all this money on the wedding at the expense of my family. And their day-to-day living, survival. We have never been to a wedding with choreographed entrances, right? We have not. Um, The fanciest weddings that I've attended... Well, this is not fancy. ...have just been with... um, I went to one at a country club in a gated community for my nephew, was marrying a wealthy family girl, and... Uh, they had like a well, they were paying small symphony there playing live. <laughs> we know from Quaylon's family, Quaylon's mom, that you, the woman's supposed to pay. That's her tradition, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I can tell you this. I mean, it's easy, I think, to just kind of get on Ashley about you know how her attitude towards Manuel's family. Honestly, you're, we're seeing no empathy from Manuel here either. There's no like, I understand what you're going through and the issues that you have. It's everything is on or off with all of them. Mm-hmm. And it's fight or evidently fight or screw. There's like no middle ground. They need a hobby. Give them a microphone or two. Let them talk on a podcast or something. She could do the English part. Right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I just can't believe it. I was just in shock. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. We Have we seen this before? She says he's going to care about the the sexy dancing. But I can't imagine that he actually will. No. I mean, if we were at a wedding like this, what I would hope is that it wouldn't be filmed or it would be, because I guess if you're choreographing this, you're trying to film it so people can see it and go, that's... I don't even know this is a thing anymore. Yeah. I mean, I remember like a decade ago or something, people did these kind of things. But it's it it's people, I mean, I, I don't know, it's people without... Takes all kinds, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you'd think if you're that busy, I ain't got time to choreograph all this stuff. You'd think what I would want if they did something like this and we were in the audience that somehow we would have to keep a straight face <laughs> because on the whatever whatever they were recording this with, our face would probably be visual. We'd be able to see it. And then you'd see us rolling our eyes and laughing. I'd want the, the crowd, us to be choreographed. We'd get to do something. Hmm. I can only imagine. Could you imagine that coffee shop? Because I think it was a coffee shop they were in where they did it. Could you imagine that coffee shop today? Are people going there and going in that bathroom and going, this is where they did this? If I was in a place of business like that and I heard people doing it in the only bathroom, I would go tell someone. You know, one of the things um, during those years where I was renovating Navy housing, um, what it is is I changed the front lock, but the back lock was still the housing people could still get in. And so things would happen all the time. And there was one time where I went in and there were obviously people doing something 
Maybe they were cleaning the bathroom upstairs, but I walked in on people and they were upstairs. I just left and then went to the manager and said, <laughs> "There, you have two people missing and I believe that I found them because they're upstairs. And then, you know, when it all happened and everything went down, um, they that came up and they said that I didn't tell somebody. And they'd heard it from someone else, but not from the manager. It was one of the reasons they used to like eliminate my job because they said I didn't report it properly mm-hmm. of the list of things they were coming up with. This studio scene, did you happen to notice the size of the water bottle? These water bottles that they picked up? No, I didn't. They were notice. no bigger than my fist. <laughs> it was like a four ounce bottle of water. I think what happens is, is who is this? Sienna or Cece, I think is who it was. Cece says, I'll give you a class and you get a free bottle of water. And then this is the bottle of water. It's a mini bottle. I'm telling you, it was two mouthfuls of water. It's like those ones that I used to buy for uh, the toddlers for sports practice. Yeah. The little tiny ones. I mean, even a baby would need to drink seven of these in a day. Yeah. I mean, there's not enough. Oh, choreographed stuff. You know? She blames... I I didn't... I was listening at that point. I wasn't watching them dance. Yeah. She was blaming the government for putting them at a point where, you know, they have to get married. They had to get married or spend all their money visiting back and forth. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. But nobody made you go meet somebody in another country either. Well, you know, these people knew each other before. So, it's not like they're just strangers. They were a couple, they separated for years, and now they're back together again. So enough of this. Woe is me. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's woe is me, right? Rob is the king of woe is me. You know, do you think he's got an attitude against, I guess, anybody he feels... Is better off than him. Yes. Yes. And it's an aggressive one at yes. that. Yes. He's resentful. Because in a normal scenario, and I think even last week, we kind of were leaning toward, at least I was, that Sophie and Mom were probably a bit, and I think you I think you talked about that Sophie was just pointing out all the bad things. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Looking it didn't seem like, it didn't seem great. Right. And Rob has a point here. He does. That, you know, there, she sees, just seems to be piling on. Mm-hmm. But he seemed, kind of to have, he seemed to have a big deal and like it was some, I guess, badge and a negative one. Look, I'm like this because I don't get any family support. I'm like, you know how old he, he's 30? He's the same age as Ashley. He's 32. What family support did you have, Steve? I didn't have any. Uncle, you know what? My family support was from my uncle. Uncle Sam. Right. That's who gave me my support. Uh-huh. That was it. <laughs> so he's just upset. You know, it's even like our kids. Our kids, I think the only benefit we give our kids is if they have a large purchase and it comes to, um, you know, whether or not they're going to take out a, or leave money on their credit card to fix a car or something like that, that we do help them. And then they pay With us a back. Loan. And yes, it's not a gift. It's a loan. An interest-free loan. Yes. 
and they have to agree upon or pay back terms, how frequent the payments are and what amount. And they get to choose the amount, a reasonable amount and frequency that they feel they can afford. So there's not pressure there, but it's usually significant. They are more than willing to pay healthy sum of money frequently in order to repay the debt, which to me is a positive sign that they're not trying to take advantage. Yeah, there's and one thing. they understand that we are helping. I think at this point, there's one thing I believe the kids understand is that, I'm going to say, is that financial arrangements are important for us. Yes. And they take them seriously. Yeah, they do. And if they didn't take them seriously. They wouldn't get the help. They wouldn't, yeah. I think that that's pretty clear. Right. But we haven't had to prove that yet because. It hasn't had to be said either, but they grew up in my house. <laughs> so they know how it's And good. they know how well, we handle money. And the board is there. There's a dry erase board in the kitchen. Yes. With everybody's debt on it. <laughs> so... <laughs> But not just their debt, but their payment history. Yes. So if they want to look at it at any time <laughs> and they ask me for, hey, where are we at? I go take a picture of the board and I text it to them. That's better than some 20% interest that they could get. Right. And that's what I tell them. Like, hey, you need to get another car. You know, don't spend too much and don't, you know, go crazy going into paying interest. When you don't have good credit yet, you know, let us help you out and you can make payments and then you can keep your head above water. Right. Because, you know, the kids are just starting out. So they're at a point where if an emergency happened, like a car broke down or something, and they had car payments or loans with interest that they couldn't delay on, they could be in a real financial bind. Yeah, so. By us helping them, when an emergency comes up and a payment is due, we can go, hey, do you need to skip this one? Do you need to put this off a week? Mm. Do you want to double up next time so you can take care of this? And they're like, they understand that, that we're flexible. That's not something that we had. Right. And so we, we don't, we rather them owe us. And be making regular payments where we can stall it in the event of an emergency. Well, there's no penalty for anybody. Then owe it to somebody else and get into a real bind in an emergency because they they don't have options. Rob, Rob would hate us, right? Yeah. He would. And there's no reason. Right. I mean, we had it rough financially for a majority of our lives. There was, and we start. We started from nothing. Yes, absolutely nothing. There's no doubt. He didn't start any lower than I did. Mm-hmm. Maybe started lower than you did, but even then, you went independent early. Yes, very early. So, and I think we talked about that. I know a personal podcast. I didn't put that out any part of the public, but that was a bit of a. Everything was a bit of a mess. We're on. If our audio sounds any different, we're on a different computer different programs different everything uh, <laughs> as we were about to record yesterday uh, everything went haywire and then my lions won and i would love to thank i had really from listeners subscribers the texts the emails the 
posts on social media, the support that I got as a Lions fan. It's incredible. So that's why we're a day late. Um, but we enjoyed the evening with the boys. We all sat and they sat and I paced in the back room. It but, was nice that all you fellas got to get together. Yeah, and it was cool. I, I, think, I slipped a last minute text out to get the second one here. <laughs> so that's good. I appreciate that. I think for Rob, he just thinks he's the only one, you know? And then he gets on them, and they're whether or not they have attitude or tone, right? But when they're talking to him, and it's legit. You can go, it's expensive to live in L.A., and it is. But, but he doesn't have to live there. Right. There's no – he's – look, he's a lone wolf, right? It's not right? like he has a great job. He's no. not forced and tied to be there. And so if you're going to choose to be there, so why is he there? I don't know. I mean, you get to live where you want. But I, I don't think it he sounds good to say I live in L.A. I don't know. He could, you know, but I don't think he'd get the right to then complain about it. Right. And then he deflects, right? When they really say anything, he just goes, he just gets full defensive. He does. And goes, judge, judge, judge. That's all you guys do. And then he's do. just out there talking to the film crew. About Talking them. smack about them within their hearing, and that's just crap. Yeah, I mean, I get that Sophie's not siding with him, and I think that's a real discussion to have, and all he has to do is have that calmly, right? Right, but he's but, not capable But of to that. be honest, I'm going to say, and the, my numbers could be off because they're just in my brain, 95% of the world is doing what Rob's doing mm -hmm. or should be doing, right? You have no support. From anybody else. Every dollar you spend comes from you. But th this is how this is how everybody lives. This is life. Yeah, there are wealthy people who whose parents give them and gift them stuff. That does happen. And neither of us were benefactors but, of that. But it doesn't happen with I, I'm I'm gonna say anybody who's listening to this is probably exactly where Rob has been. Right? Yeah, my parents were in enough debt that occasionally they asked to borrow money from me in high school. I mean, I guess maybe some people had their parents help them with college. That's that's possible, right? So maybe that number's a bit skewed. But we're all where Rob's been. It's it for so for me, I am, I get angry because it's not anything special. He's thirty two. He's not twenty two. Mm-hmm. He is acting. Yeah, he should have his life put together by this point. At all, a little bit, maybe moving in a direction. But he's not at this point. He's not even moving in the right direction. By your thirties, I personally would expect him to be immersed in a career path. You could just be starting. I thought we thought I started my electrical time late. Right, I went in the army, got out, started in an apprenticeship. I don't think that was late. Well, I mean, I agree, but for me, wow, I wish I would have started that at 18. Kinda, but I guess for us, the benefits of me being in the military and the VA loan, I guess probably outpaced any 
any advancements I would have made in that period. Yeah, and the brief period where they actually made the commissary available to us was helpful. Because I did go back in the reserves. I was active Army. I got out for a period. And we didn't I- have commissary privileges at first, but then when stuff started to happen happening and they were calling up reserves then they gave benefits so we were were um, briefly able to use commissary and that was helpful at the time after 9-11 i went back in and joined the navy reserve because we were in a cb area in virginia beach so so it's just we're all there And, and so maybe i just get a little maybe i'm a little defensive of rob being defensive you know maybe that's it you know Mm mm-hmm Gino um, proposed again. Is this the third time? I think so. Did but, they... baby, it's a real diamond. <laughs> I saw on the internet, I know we were busy today, but that people have researched like the actual ring. I didn't see what it cost, so I don't know. But I don't think – and we get to the point where it doesn't matter. It matters to Jasmine, but it, it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter to, to us. us. When he said, when they said he paid what two hundred fifty dollars for the first ring and it wasn't real, two ninety nine something like that. I don't know. I was thinking, well, we paid three hundred fifty dollars for my ring set, and that was f- including the wedding band, right? And it was real, but it's tiny, <laughs> like my hand. <laughs> like and my, I chose it because like, that's what I wanted, and like because our ro- the ro- value doesn't matter to me. It was about having a ring I liked that was pretty. That we weren't going to go into debt to pay for. And it's like our Rob-like finances. Right. It's just a responsible decision. Hmm. And if you came to me now with some rock and said, here, here's a replacement ring, I would be like, "Uh, are you on drugs? Deb, did you tell her? It was a secret. Deb and I were working on it. For two reasons. (laughs) One... I would be mad you wasted be money mad. I on didn't do anything. something so frivolous. I just want you to be clear. I didn't do anything. So don't and get mad two, at me now. I would be offended that you would think that that would be more important than the actual ring you put on my hand when we got married. You sound mad at me. And I didn't do it. No, I'm just saying. Just so you know. For me, I look, I think I was just... This is one of the first times we've watched this show during the day since... They used to put it on on early on Sunday. So I watched it in the daylight. And maybe because there was work stuff going on or whatever, I felt a little aggressive watching it. And so as Gino is taking Jasmine out there with these, ro- what, this, I don't know, it looked like about 18 rose petals uh-huh. that he sprinkled out. By the pool. Yeah, all he's saying is, do you like it? Do you like it? Tell me, do you like it? Well, just tell me that you like it. I'm like, wow, Stop. You just need a- approval from her. Yeah. She said she was surprised. It was only the um, surprises she gets from Dean- Gino are the ones he leaves in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like, because he forgets. I'm thinking, you know what? We've got one of these. Yeah. But he's just 16. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. I couldn't help it as he's doing this. And I'm not trying to, but his hand. So I got a good close-up of his hand. One of them was his palm, and it was all, like, dry and chalky. But then he turned his hand over, and I saw, like, his infected cuticles. Ew. And you know how much, I mean, really, how much that hurts? 
Yes. I mean, from that's, hands. That's so painful. Hands in construction. You know, I get pretty used to um, just issues, right? But you, they were just all of them. You could see just red and puffy and swollen at the cuticle. Weird. Yeah. She says that that Dan, is how she describes him, was more of the type for him, for her. Blonde. Muscular. But, but Gino has shown her nothing but kindness, and this is love. It felt really good. It did. I This whole scene was so sweet. I looked at their eyes when they were speaking from the heart to each other. And it was so sweet. And I thought, wow, these two really are made for each other. Do you think this is real? Like that scene is real? I do. And the screaming and stuff is is like production induced? Well, I don't know. I do think she's a little, but, but I see that they've made some progress. In at least emotionally understanding each other and making allowances for how they each are. Because these are two very quirky, strange people Mm -hmm. that have somehow found their way to each other. What about her using this time as the time to do the butt implant unveiling? Well, I understand that She's starting to feel guilty because he's made an effort to meet more of her emotional needs. And now she feels bad because she's hiding stuff. But isn't this going to be what you remember the trip about? And that was his point. You have taken all the joy out of this moment. It would be like our anniversary trip, right? And and for us, fixing the Victrola and, ha- and, you know, coming across a place that had a Victrola in it. And it led to just one of our great hobbies that we do together now. You know, it's like that's the Fredericksburg trip for us. Uh-huh, right. And and so, you know, there's probably eight or nine different things that happened during that trip because we don't take that many trips. It was, what was it? Those eclairs. Do we know what eclairs? What were those things that we got? Oh, the uh, French cream puffs. Yeah, those are pretty good. That was fabulous. Yeah, that happened. And then we found what you would believe would be like just not even a hole in a wall. It looked like a chain Mexican restaurant that turned out to to have some of the best food that we've ever had. Yeah, it was good. You, You know, it's just things like that. And so I think this is poisoned. So when do you wait? When do you say something? You know, we'll talk about this. We do love after lockup, right? And life after lockup. It would be like Michael. He has bad news, right? Michael and Justine. Michael has bad news. And do you say it right away or do you wait? I understood him wanting to talk to her face to face. Mm. But he should have been honest and not lied. He should have said, well, there's, we're going to need to talk about how it went, but I need to wait till I get home. I'm driving. You're right. That's better. And maybe, but could Jasmine have done that with Gino in that scenario? He could have even prepped her a little bit. Well, it didn't go so well. Mm. But you what know, does- and let her start getting her excitability, panic mode, initial reaction out of the way before he got home. But what does Jasmine do here? She should probably have waited till he got home. Because like you said, like if, if we had 
Fuck. had had tacked on something negative at the end of that trip, we'd probably remember the negative thing instead of all the wonderful things that came out of our trip. I remember it was it was a hell trip, don't get me wrong. But growing up, we didn't take many trips. We took a trip camping. I'm going to think it was, I don't know, somewhere in Tennessee, Kentucky, somewhere like that. This well, you're with, lucky because we never took any trips. This was with Don, and it went badly. And we ended up in a hotel, and his friends were – I don't know why his friends tagged along with us, but they ended up throwing beer bottles in the pool, and then we got kicked out of the hotel because of the beer bottles in the pool. But <laughs> ultimately, we didn't take trips, so that was an eventful trip. But on that trip, like a friend of mine – from home drowned while I was, we were on that trip. And oh, so I, I remember that trip by my mom talking to me about. Your friend died. Yes. Right. So I remember that. And, and so it's like, well, that's a crappy trip. You know, I don't remember <laughs> it as a good trip. Not that anything, not that there was any good events that happened during that trip because Don was involved. Um, <laughs> but there's that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was that trip. We were in the tent. It was just pouring. It poured and it got stuck. And Don sent my sister out to roll up the truck. The, we had a Dodge Ram Charger. Roll <laughs> up the Ram Charger windows. And they were already up. Oh, my gosh. So she went out there in a just pouring rain and rolled them down. <gasps> because, you know, I think in a storm, you know, you're told, I left the windows down, roll them up. Well, you're still a kid, right? So it doesn't go in one direction, so you put it in the other direction. And so she rolled them down. Oh, gosh. So this is why... I have a running joke that no one's ever falled for, but when it's pouring outside, I yell and exclaim that, oh my gosh, I left the windows up and I'm waiting for somebody to, <laughs> so that's what that's all about. It's my own personal joke. But I think Jasmine ruined the trip, you know? Yeah. And Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is she should have been honest about this Well, much sooner. You're right. Maybe this should have come out before the trip. Yes. Then you could have spent the time on the trip fixing it. Mm -hmm. But what was a sweet proposal turned into this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Gina was in tears. Yeah. All I was thinking to myself was, wow, these two have really come a long way. They're going to be all right. Mm -hmm. But then we see the preview and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> right. So back to the same old Gino and Jasmine. Yeah, we meet um, Citra's... Dad and sisters, did you get a good look at the the facial expression of the sister that came with the dad? No, I was listening. Oh, my word. Uh, she looks like a very angry person. I well, don't know. I heard him say that both of the sisters are very uh, picky and kind of judgmental and yeah, they sound bully like, like with him. They sound like bullies. That's what he said. He said they treated him worse than any bullies ever treated him he before. He seems really intimidated. And it's like as he said it, he's like looking around the room, making sure that none of them are there. <laughs> because it'd be like in a TV show, you'd see that. And as he's talking crap about them, like they just appear behind him. And in the same sentence, he says, but I love them. I'm going to assume, I'm hoping 
Nafa was the one they picked up at the airport, and Nada was the one that was with Dad. And I'm thinking Nada was the one with Dad because she probably needed to be escorted through. She was one of the angriest-looking people I have ever seen. <laughs> well, geez, now I want to go back and oh, watch. Oh, my word. That is something else. I was crafting while I was listening. Wow. It is, that is just something. They go out drinking. Here's I have this assessment. I'm about to be judgy. Uh, now, Dad shows up. Dad's wearing a Lincoln Park shirt, <laughs> right? Citra's drinking at Boozers with Sam. I'm going to think that this version of religion that this family has may not be as strict as they're leading us to believe. Her dad was wearing a Lincoln Park shirt? Dad had a Lincoln Park shirt on. Wow. Now, it could be just something he picked up at the thrift store. I doubt it. Yeah, but I would doubt it. And she wow. took to that alcohol pretty good. So, I'm thinking this isn't going to be that strict of a group. I don't think that's such a big deal. I would think at the mosque... You'd think they'd filter people out more. It seems like, I don't know, like if you wanted to convert, it's almost like you could just sign this piece of paper. Uh-huh. Where you'd believe, you know what, before we do this for you, you're going to have to have, I don't know, months of classes. Yeah, right? show some level of conviction. Right. Because I think, I don't know, Sam's dad and this alien thing. Did he say some kind of monster jumped off the roof and into the yard? Yeah, an alien. Yeah, that's great. That really is something. That is really good. Sam said, I don't mean to feed into his alien beliefs, but there was something weird that night, and I heard the footsteps, he said. (laughs) Whatever. I was cracking up. Oh, it's probably Nada was on the roof spying. And she came. I thought that when Dad walked away, or they walked away from Dad, that he would, Sam would look at the camera and say, "It was me. I was sneaking out." <laughs> that would be, well, there was some big divot in the ground. That's what I was expecting. It's just it a happened sinkhole. when he jumped off the roof to sneak away. It's just a sinkhole. They're and they're feeding us a line of crap about his diversion stuff, right? This, he said, he had this suboxone. He said, I hadn't seen my doctor in months and my prescription ran out. What this still means. He said his prescription was old, I thought. But it still would have had his name on it. He had it loose in a bag. Mm-hmm. So you'd still, I think, who doesn't know? He's 30. So who- you're thinking that he let it run out and then got some off the street. Yes, that's exactly what I think happened. And I think that's why he got in trouble. That makes because sense. that's what they assume when it's not in a pill bottle. Because guess what happens? That is in trouble. That is illegal. Right. And he hadn't seen a doctor. Right. In so, two months, he In said. fact, he had illegal Suboxone. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Right. And from what we know from our inside scoop is there's much more to this story. It's not just this bag that they got. Right. It's a string of events that happened here. And aside from that, I mean, is this not like a repeat offense of put 
putting stuff off and not taking care of things in a timely manner? Sure. I mean, it's consistent. It seems to be. Across the board. Every, and uh, I'm, I'm in this gender, but every person of my gender between the ages of 13 and I'm going to go 52. What we don't do is we seem to not do anything responsible when it comes to, like, say there's, I don't know, a three-month period and you have to do these things. It doesn't seem like we're capable of doing them, <laughs> right? It could be lockup. It could be this. It's, it's everywhere. Or even attempting to do them before the... Nth hour. The last day I'm here, right? The last hour of the last day. The only one I think that we've seen. Because social, then it I, would be like, and then the office closed early because of a power outage, and it's not my fault. Right. It would say it would be like today in Texas. You said yeah. I needed to get this done by the fifth on the fifteenth, and you go and it snowed the night of the fourteenth, and the office was closed. It's not my fault that the office was closed. Except you had six months to do it. <laughs> right. Somebody, if your husband, spouse, whoever is responsible and is an exception to the rule, look, let us know, right? Fortunately, a lot of those things, we have somebody yeah. in the house that makes sure all of us are on point. Uh-huh. That's you. That's me. That's your responsibility. Or you've taken it on as your responsibility. Yes. Sam, though, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, it's across the board. Everybody. I'm just looking at the list of people, and I'm going, there isn't anybody here that's really just ahead of the game when it comes it's to It's kind stuff. of like you. I don't like your tone. And needing to get a doctor's appointment for a checkup so you can get your prescription. <sighs> Of life-saving medication. Yeah, I could just get some on the street. And I probably asked you at least 20 different times, have you made your appointment yet? I did, yet? and I have made you made it. your appointment yet? And then I rescheduled it, and they said I didn't reschedule it. Right. So it's not my fault. Because uh, you'd already <laughs> put it off for months and run out of medicine no. and now can't get it. <laughs> right. So that's it. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to reach out to Sam. It's so frustrating to... Witness this in some way. What you don't know, what I didn't tell you, is that it turns out I still have a full bottle of the medication. Because you probably weren't taking it regularly like you were supposed to. So I can't to. win. Because there shouldn't be any left. I can't win with you. Right. And this so, is what I was saying all along. I'm going to stop trying. I'm going to go live. It's why there's still a drawer full of vitamins. I'm going to live with Rob. Because nobody's taking them but me. I'm going to live with Rob. <laughs> me and Rob living in a tent. And you know how that happened? Because like everybody this, this... decided to take responsibility for filling their own vitamin container. And when that happened, everybody stopped taking vitamins. Except me. That's it. Well, the aliens are going to come get me, so <laughs> that's all I got to worry about. So we are going to come back with Nikki and Igor and Clayton and Annalise. So subscribe, hear the rest of this episode there.
Thank you for listening. You can listen to the rest of this episode by subscribing to our Coupled with Chaos channel on Apple, by subscribing to our Patreon, or by subscribing to our Supercast for $3.99 a month, where you can hear us talk about reality shows, real life, and more on our podcasts, covering shows airing on TLC, A&E, Bravo, and the WE Network. Just follow the instructions in the show notes, tell your friends about this podcast, and rate and review us on your favorite podcast player. Follow us at Coupled with chaos on all the socials or contact us directly by email at coupledwithchaos at gmail.com.